This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. What is going on, y'all? This is Steven from Headlock Talk. we got some exciting news for you. Our longtime sponsor, Naturally Hemp's, has now given us a Headlock Talk promo code. Woo. Go to naturallyhemp's.com, use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. And, by the way, it does not expire. Yes, this is true, Steven. I use Naturally Hemp's gummies for sleep aid, for muscle pain, and for post-workout recovery. And might I also mention, the lotions are great on your skin and they smell fantastic. Oh yeah, it's all really good stuff, but we also have some more for you. NaturallyPureSanitizer.com for all your hand sanitizer needs. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also, if you are a vapor and you are in need of e-liquid, AmericanVaporCompany.com. Use code HLT10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. Yes, they have a fine variety of uh, candy flavors, tobacco flavors, menthol flavors, and fruit flavors. So I'm a very big fan of that too. Oh yeah, all really good stuff. And again, code HLT10 at checkout at all of these websites gets you 10% off your order. Now on with the show. It's SummerSlam! 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 You'll never see it coming because it's SummerSlam, Steven. Are we going for an Echo thing? Uh, well, this has been quite the intro to the show, hasn't it? SummerSlam! SummerSlam! Hey! Alright, sorry. No, you're fine. I, I ruined it. <laughs> Hello and welcome back everybody to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Oh snap. Oh snap indeed. I'm of course the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt and right across me here as always, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. SummerSlam! SummerSlam indeed. Yes. Mm-hmm. What a weekend it's been, Stephen. A weekend full of wrestling. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. Lots of wrestling. Lots of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, 
I guess let me just come out right out and ask you here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you most enjoy about this weekend? We had three pretty decent shows overall. Yeah, yeah three pretty decent shows. Uh, honestly, for me, I think the the thing that I enjoyed the most would probably have been the Io Shirai Dakota Kai match from TakeOver 30. I mm. really, really enjoyed that match. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. What, what about you? You know... I don't know what I liked the most. I thought I think that it was all very well put together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I must say, um, sure it had its moments, you know, uh, it's, it's bad moments, uh, but it also had some pretty serviceable and pretty good moments. I would say too. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to pinpoint out one uh, over any of the others. Um, I don't know. I I will say. Uh, and we'll probably get more into it here, but uh, but Cody losing the TNT title to yeah. Mister Brody Lee, yeah, um, that was quite a shocker. So I mean, yeah, I mean, was it though? Yeah, I mean, we did predict uh, it, you know. Yeah, no, you're yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Obviously, it it's semi a shocker because Brody Lee, you know, he lost the. Uh, the the match against Moxley, we didn't know you know when he was or if he was ever going to get a title. But honestly, I, I mean, out of all the people that that Cody challenged in the, um, you know, in his open challenge uh, kind of saga that he did, uh, I mean, Brody Lee definitely was the most like imposing force, I would say. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Well, let's get right into the thick of things here, Stephen. Uh, tonight was SummerSlam. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Stephen. Uh, yes, tonight was SummerSlam. Uh, the uh, what do they call it? The the hottest party of the summer. The biggest Something party like of the that, summer. No, uh, you're supposed to care about it. Is what is what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, indeed, Stephen. <laughs> um, yes, SummerSlam. Very interesting night tonight. Um, yeah. Overall thoughts on the show. I mean, <laughs> it was fine. Um, I don't know. It was just a little, like, I don't know, like last, lackluster, I guess, a little bit. Maybe a little anticlimactic hmm. at, at points. Um, I don't know if I'm I'm being, you know, completely fair, honestly. Uh, there, there wasn't anything really bad about the show, I would say. Um, just, I found myself kind of bored. Uh, at, at different parts of the show, really? Um, yeah, that that's just me. Um, I will say it's way better than Extreme Rules, like so much better in every way. So yeah, so there's that major improvement upon Extreme Rules. Yes. I, I would certainly say, um, and, and and definitely major improvement upon um, Money in the Bank. I think. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if we have to, we have to go there for sure. Um, that's not a very high bar, though. No, no, no. Of course, of course. Uh, WWE SummerSlam 2020 opened with uh, Apollo Crews versus MVP on the pre-show in a mm-hmm. in a fairly decent match here. Yeah, uh, we saw a little bit of it. Yeah, I only saw a few clips of it. I mean, it looked decent. I don't know. I, I yeah. didn't see anything like wrong with it necessarily. No, I I thought it was a, a pretty overall decent match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apollo Crews continues to prove. Uh, why he is uh, so necessary on that roster there on Raw? He, mm-hmm. He's he's definitely for me probably one of the better baby faces that that uh, they have, and the program between him and uh, the Hurt Business mm-hmm. continues to roll on. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes. Uh, the logical destination appears to be the confrontation with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I mean, that's what they've been teasing. I would say, I mean, every time anybody from Hurt Business is in trouble, here comes Lashley, you yeah. know? So, uh, I mean, I don't think they're being very subtle about that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of time. Yeah. This is overall pretty decent match here, yeah. Stephen. Um, the show really kicked off here um, with, uh, with, with Bailey uh, taking on Asuka for this WWE SmackDown Women's Championship in <laughs> uh, and, and a match that went just over 11 minutes here, Stephen. Um, so Bailey retains here, yes. right? Uh, and a little bit of a, um, kind of a, not, it's not a schoolboy finish, but like a, like a cradle finish, mm-hmm. uh, there, uh, lots of distraction from Sasha Banks, which played into, uh, things later on in the show here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was overall, um, a, a decent enough match. I, I think this continues to prove that Asuka, uh, can really kind of get a, a good match out of anybody. Yeah. Uh, on the roster, not that Bailey's any slouch whatsoever, but you know it's not not bad. No, for sure. I, I mean, I pretty much agree with you. Uh, I think this match with Bailey and Oscar, and then the match with Oscar and Sasha later on, were some of the highlights for the show. Honestly, in my opinion, uh, just because the two stories uh, of the match were so well linked together, and uh, and they told that story really well in both of those matches. Um, and, and to your point on Oscar, I mean, like you said, Bailey's. Bailey's no slouch. She she's mm. not bad. Uh, but you get anyone in the ring with Oscar, and they're gonna look that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was a it was a really good match. Uh, told a really good story. Good momentum. Yeah, yeah, it, it was good. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the match. Um, I, I mean, looking at the card here, there's nothing that really jumps out and screams opening match. Um, right. but, but I think that this really fulfilled that need, um, in, in a pretty good way here. Um, again, I, I don't really have anything like that's like mind blowingly like spectacular ratings wise here, but I mm-hmm. did end up giving this uh, about three stars. I also gave it three. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let me see here. We did get a video package about retribution. Oh my God. Is that retribution? <laughs> it's retribution. <laughs> <laughs> A <laughs> uh, little, little headlock we'll, talk inside we'll, jokes we'll here. Get, we'll, get, we'll get you a little bit of an inside <laughs> joke. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, Retribution, Steven. Uh, what, do you, what do you think this is? What, where, do you, where do you think this is going? Ow. Dude, <laughs> I got no clue. I, I have absolutely no clue. Like, knowing mm-hmm. WWE, it could be anything. Like, it, it could be anything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, like I'm sorry I don't I don't have anything here but like I'm just waiting for WWE to give us give us some more info here because I don't know they they've done this kind of angle so much that this you know mysterious masked mob comes through and lays waste to the roster what could they want who are they led by Blah, 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 blah. Like they've done this so much. I'm just waiting. What are honestly. your demands? <laughs> exactly. Like I'm, I'm just waiting to hear what they want. Mm, so. Indeed, indeed. I mean, what what do you think? Do do you uh, do you have an idea on like who's behind this or or you know what they want, their motives? Um. So I, I don't know who is involved. Okay. Right? But my theory is that this is this is this is WWE's 
like if you if you look closely at it, they're always like wrecking like property or like mm-hmm. you know like they had that clip where they're like taking down the WWE logo backstage. Right, right. Um, I I think that this is their take on the internet. Like this mm-hmm. is like this mm-hmm. is like their take on like Twitter mobs at large, like who are always like super critical of them. Yeah. Like like chasing people away, like scaring the WWE universe, mm-hmm. you know, uh, destroying but, their IP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, <laughs> or sullying it. I guess sullying it. You know, um, yeah, making things difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see it for uh, sure. So uh, that that's that's my opinion on this. Now, who's behind this? Um, it's Cody know. Rhodes. It's, it could be Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it's probably not Cody yeah, Rhodes. I, I would be very surprised if it was Cody Rhodes, <laughs> dude. If can you imagine? Oh my god! <laughs> and then you find out that AEW is just like a training ground for like retribution members. <laughs> All right, it's- let's stop before Vince gets ideas and starts like trying to buy AEW. <laughs> Shane McMahon arrives on AEW TV. I bought AEW. (laughs) That'd be insane. Uh, I would lose my mind. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't even know if, like, that it's positive or not. Like, my mind would be lost, but I would also be lost in, like, how I feel, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. AEW being a WWE product. We're, like, tangenting way far off. Like, way, way far off. um, Yeah, AEW being a WWE product. uh, No. I don't want that, but but I also just want to see like the mayhem that would come from that. So I don't know. Interesting. We're we're currently looking at a um, this documentary about uh, WWE um, pre WrestleMania, like yeah. trying to figure out like what the show to do. must go on. The show must go on is what yeah. it's called. Uh, but you you've got this thing of of uh, Braun Strowman here. Um, where he he did look he, he looked jacked he he's he's very big man yes um but there was one still of him where it looked like his trap muscles were like far larger than any other part of his body mm. and it kind of freaked me out yeah I get that mm, indeed um yeah you, you don't need large trap muscles I mean you you need good trap muscles mm-hmm. you don't need like like large mm-hmm. trap muscles. Like, like, there's no, it's kind of unnecessary. Like, unless you plan on, like, falling, like, directly onto your head repeatedly, which, I mean, mm. you you really aren't even doing that in wrestling anymore. No, I mean, you you uh, you would plan to not have that happen, yeah. I would think, normally. I in, don't know. Indeed. Back to SummerSlam. Yes. <laughs> SummerSlam! Indeed. Um, Angel Garza, on Hell Garza, uh, take your pick, uh, ver- and Andrade versus the Street Profits. Uh, for the Raw Tag Team Titles here, super uh, you know athletic match I would say, um, oh, yeah. pretty pretty decent put together. But I, I I noted here that it wasn't necessarily anything that's re- like revolutionary as far as like the matches that these two have had previously. They, they continue mm-hmm. to have decent matches. It's not bad, um, but I think that is symptomatic of like WWE's approach of let's keep having them face each other on Raw right. on on Raw again mm-hmm. and then and then again on SummerSlam. You know, I mean, uh, they they really didn't give us, like, they didn't show us anything that we hadn't seen already before. Right, right. And I, I made note of that as well. Like, it, it, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, the the, fine, the the match was fine. The match was good. But it's like, it's exactly what you expect from these guys uh, that, like you said, that we've seen 
uh, together in matches before for so long over and over and over. And it's like, I'm not mad. You know, I'll I'll watch this match. It's going to be a good match. It's just like, I don't know. It's kind of losing momentum for Mm. me, you know. I will say I'm, again, once once more very impressed by the sheer athleticism of uh, Montez Ford. Oh, yeah. Um, That 180-degree frog splash is uh, outrageous, Um, and uh, that deserves a a bucket load of points Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. for that alone. Yeah, it was a crazy landing, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. The way he landed, it was... Pretty rough. Yeah, a little bit. Pretty L- rough. A li- little bit. It looked very pretty, though. Yeah, it was a very good move. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, tensions are still rising between Andrade and Angel Garza. Are we about to see a, a fissure here in this tag team, Steven? Uh, I mean, we certainly could. The The only problem is, like, yeah, you kind of need tag teams right now. Like, you really need tag teams. And, and, they're, yeah. and they're a really good tag team. So it's like I don't know if you want if you want the story to go that direction sure you can absolutely get away with it. I just don't know mm. if that's necessarily the best option right now, you know. I agree. I agree, Steven. Yeah. I ended up giving this about two and a half stars. Two and a half. I actually give it 3. Oh, yeah. Well, look at that. Yeah. I, I liked it. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um a loser leaves WWE match. Uh, between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose here it was up next. Um, it's it's not a a look. Um, a lot had been made by us about the hair versus hair stipulation, and this is not this is not what we got here. Right. Obviously, um, with everything that happened with Sonya Deville this week, it's very much apparently obvious that you know she needs time away from from work to deal with the stresses of. Uh, things in her personal life, right? Um, and I don't blame her in the slightest. For Understandable, that. yeah, hundred percent. Um, Jinx. <laughs> I, I guess I owe you a coke. I think so. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, this match had actually a very good level of intensity. I liked the intensity. Um, yeah. Um, I I think that um, Sonya Deville uh, clearly showed that she's very much a valued member of the SmackDown women's roster here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was very, very good in the match, and, and she's proved that time and time again with her amazing promos that she's been cutting on SmackDown. Um, that being said, um, I think, I, I and I'm trying not to be super harsh on this here, but there were times with Mandy Rose where it was like, you should be selling. You should be selling what Sonya's giving you, and she just wasn't selling. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, that that's always been my problem with Mandy Rose, is like, I don't... I don't have anything against her necessarily. Yeah. It's just like she she's very unbelievable in the ring in my opinion. Like like hmm. you said she she definitely does a lot of like no selling and, and things like that doesn't really tell like a a big story throughout the match. Right. And and, and it just it just comes off like like she doesn't even know why she's there, well, you know. And, and I don't know if it, if it was even intentional or not. Like it, it almost looked like she just didn't even like it just didn't even register with her to sell, right? right. Um, so so I mean I really don't know, um, but um, I will say they they certainly have a gym in Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. I think that she can be a, a big part of uh of, of SmackDown going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, with with Mandy Rose. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's more time in the ring that she needs, um, or or just a little bit more training in the performance center, uh, you know, with other people. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that she can be a pretty big star too. She's obviously got a good thing going on with uh, Otis. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, he also is is, uh, who's still Mr. Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he cashes it in on Roman. <laughs> mm, we'll see. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoiler Sorry. alert. Um, but yeah, I, I think this was... Um, Damn, should I have waited till the end of the episode for that? Mm, well, no. No, it's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, there were some awkward spots there with a uh, Mandy. Um, this has actually became a, a, a handicap match between Mandy Rose and uh, Sonia Deville and a table. Yes. Um, yes. Th- there was some struggles with the table there at one point, <laughs> um, but uh, they figured it out eventually. Yeah. Yeah. She figured it out eventually. Uh, I don't know, man. the The match was fine. Um, Tables are hard sometimes, man. Tables are hard. Tables are hard. This is true. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming it's, uh, I mean, it's a pretty big table. It, it, yeah, it was a very big table. It's, it's probably very heavy, you know. Somewhat. Um, but I don't know. It, it was fine. Uh, I, I think Sonya was definitely the star in this match for sure. Um, she kind of, in my opinion at least, carried Mandy uh, throughout most of the match. I don't know. It, it, it was fine. I, I definitely agree with you. Sonya could be a, a huge asset for them going forward. Uh, Mandy, I guess, like you said, maybe needs a little more time. I don't know. the The match itself, it was fine. Kind of lackluster for me, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like the intensity. I did like Sonya Deville a lot. I even like Mandy um, as well. I think that you know she can definitely, you know, with with her promo ability, she can definitely be good. I think the the, the work needs to be in ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I still gave this about two and a half. Uh. Yeah, I gave it two and a half as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah, good stuff then. Yeah, All it right. was fun. <laughs> uh, let's get to uh, the crux of the show here, Stephen. All right, <laughs> <laughs> a street fight here uh, between Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio. The drama, the intrigue, the camera cuts to Mrs. Mysterio. It <laughs> yeah. had it all. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, what to say about this match? Um, let's start with the fact that this match went 22 and a half minutes long. This was a very long match. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is, in my opinion, one of the examples of the length of the match actually doing some some damage to, to the quality of the match. I do think if it was like five minutes shorter, maybe, uh, it would have come off a, a lot better. But... I don't know. They stuck with this this twenty two minutes. What was it twenty two, like thirty something like that? Um, and you felt every every single minute of that. It, it felt very very long too. Yes, um, which, which is really the problem. Like it doesn't. If a match is long, that's fine. But if you don't make it, if if it's done so well that it doesn't feel long, then it's fine. You know. Right. Um. But I mean, the main beats of this match happened 10, 15 minutes in, and then it kind of just dragged from there. Um, I don't know. Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins, so he was good in the ring. Dominic has got some good moves. You know, I feel like we we hit maybe just below the cap of Dominic's moveset, mm. uh, but uh, I don't know. I, so I liked I liked the the tension that they made. Obviously, with uh, Dominic and like, uh, I guess him uh, trying to overcome Seth, and then like, um, I don't know. I I think that at at a certain point, they really made the match about Seth taunting Ray, 
And I get that. That's really what this feud is about. This feud is not about Seth and Dominic. Mm -hmm. This feud is still very much about Seth and Ray. Um, but it like the match evolved from that, and then like like it, it went from like being about Dominic and Seth to then it being about uh, Seth and Ray, and then it being like about like I don't know the they come to the camera backstage to Mrs. Mysterio, um, Mama Mysterio, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then they would go back and Seth's talking some smack to Ray, and like beats Dominic with like a. Um, Kendo stick, um, lots of kendo sticks in this match. Right, lots, lots. of <laughs> lots of kendo sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I guess this is really in part that Dominic made Ray promise to not get involved in the match, mm-hmm. and Ray absolutely did everything that he could um, up until the point where Seth almost took Dominic's eye out, and then Ray got involved. Right. Uh, or I guess it wasn't Seth; it was uh, it was Buddy it, Murphy. It, it was Buddy Murphy. Yeah, mm-hmm. indeed. Um, at one point they handcuffed Ray to the ropes. Um, Dominic made a comeback when it looked like Seth was going to go and like, I don't know. I don't know what Seth and buddy Murphy had planned about Mrs. Mysterio who walked out onto the stage randomly. Yeah. That, um, that was strange. Cause like up until then they were showing like close ups of her like yeah. backstage. And then whenever she walked out, you like didn't even see her face. She was just like a figure in the back of the stage that and Seth Rollins, you know, turns and, and starts to look at her. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's when Ray and, and Dominic kind of collectively lost their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the match does end ultimately, even though Dominic had, uh, many, 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 many comeback spots. Um, the match ultimately ended with a stomp by Seth Rollins onto Dominic for the one, two, three. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. Um, it would be, <laughs> I, I, look, if, even if I was Dominic, I would be like, look, yeah, Seth should, should, you know, let's put Seth over. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what did you, th- what'd you think of Dominic's first outing here? I don't know. Uh, I, I think he looked good out there. Definitely did a hell of a lot better than I would do. Uh, that's for sure. Um, like I mentioned, I think we might've, you know, hit kind of the cap of his move set, at least for now. Uh, he did start kind of like. Not spamming moves, I don't want to say that, but he he was starting to repeat some moves over and over again. Um, so, I don't know, I, I think with a little bit more time in the ring, and definitely some more practice on and add some moves to his arsenal, I, I think he could be good. Uh, he did look very smooth uh, in the moves that he was able to do. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the potential is there for sure. I think what's good is that he looked comfortable. Yes. For for a guy having his very first match, he looked very comfortable mm-hmm. uh, in the ring there, and maybe part of that too is Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins probably took uh, pretty good enough care of him. Oh yeah, right. I'm sure um, as he's beating him in the <laughs> spine with a kendo stick. No, I I understand what you're saying though. Well, and, I, and I'm almost curious to know if maybe if if that's like Dominic's maybe like maybe something for like Dominic's wanting. Maybe he, maybe he feels the need to like earn his you know, earn his keep or like pay his dues by mm-hmm. having Seth Rollins just like just mercilessly beat him with kendo sticks. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's possible. It, I don't know. Cause Dominic beat the crap out of Seth Rollins with the kendo stick also. Yeah. Like they were both, they both were bleeding and had welts and stuff like all over their back. Indeed, Steven. Indeed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I mean, I thought this was a decent enough match. Um, it, it appears as though Dominic's finisher combo is the six one nine to a frog splash. Mm-hmm. 
which he had, had attempted uh, a couple times. He almost even won the match with a with a frog splash. He's got a very nice frog splash. Mm-hmm. He gets mm-hmm. way up there. Uh, I think that uh, you're definitely on the right track with him just needing to uh, continue to work hard. Um, I think that if he was to t- continue to do that and and really kind of expand his move set, and that's going to come with time, of course, right? Of course. I mean, that's definitely going to come with time. Um, it's it is interesting that he's not uh, of the necessarily of the high flying variety like his father. He seems mm-hmm. to be more more grounded, but he does seem comfortable in doing some lucha libre. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, props to Dominic for taking a big first step here. And uh, yeah, he definitely shows potential. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for looking that good on on a stage like SummerSlam for your first match, props, dude, hundred percent props for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, match wise, here uh, ratings wise, again, it, just my professional opinion, this match went way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, I mean, I gave it about uh, what did I give this? Here, let me pull my notes back up. Goodness. <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah i, I give it about uh, probably about uh just about two and three quarter two and three quarter i did give it a three i, I was kind of sitting between the two and a half three star uh but i, I think three is a good is a good rating for it three is not bad yeah i, I, I you're probably closer to the truth in mm-hmm. all honesty uh, it was just so long like like if if you trimmed yeah. like the last three or four minutes off Mm-hmm. It, it would have been so much better, and I mm-hmm. I was making a joke about it when we when we were watching it, but I did actually really enjoy uh, Ray's like emotional performance at the end. Oh, that dude he deserves it, dude. he deserves like a daytime Emmy, dude. He was acting his absolute <laughs> heart out. Yeah, I mean, absolute. He, yeah, he he's a true professional. Yes, yes, um, he's very good. He's very very good at what he does. Um, but yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I went two and a half simply because, or not two and a half, but two and three quarters simply because of the length, right? Everything else was very, very good, but this I match totally get it. went on and on and on. Yep. Uh, and it seems like that's been a pattern with, um, Seth Rollins matches. They seem to always be the longest match on the card and mm-hmm. almost needlessly so. Um, I don't think that's Seth's fault per se, but, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> it just yeah. seems to be a pattern. Exactly. Um, next up here, we had Sasha Banks versus Asuka for the Raw Women's title. Asuka, again, was unsuccessful earlier in the night against Bailey. How did she fare in this match, Steven? Very good. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, almost as, as good as one would want or, or would expect from Asuka. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, salsa, uh, salsa banks, uh, salsa banks, <laughs> spicy, spicy. Mm. Uh, Sasha Banks and Oscar seem to have a very good chemistry uh, in the ring with one another. Yes, uh, very, very good. Um, because Oscar uh, is technically brilliant, mm-hmm. and Sasha Banks will sell and bump like no other woman in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that kind of combination here. Uh yeah, they they're just brilliant in the ring together. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, with that being said, uh, I think that they could have still done better uh, than than what they did. But uh, this is actually my personal match of the night. Really, match of the night, huh? Match of the night, right here. Okay. The, the, well, mm, 
runner-up to match the night. I'm looking over my review of the of the okay. show again. Okay, maybe I was a little bit uh, jumping the gun just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but at, uh, up to this point here, it was my match of the night. Right, right. Uh, two, uh, I, I gave it three and a and a half stars. Oh, okay. Uh, very very solid rating here uh, for these two. Uh, and um, yes, this this tells the very interesting story of uh, Sasha and Bailey as well, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had made note uh, to you uh, while we were watching it that uh, uh, you know Bailey Bailey doesn't seem to you know uh, reciprocate all that ringside help that Sasha Banks tends to give Bailey. Right, right. And and this match is is the second part of of what I think they were doing really really well on this show mm. was the story that that they were telling here. And obviously like I said this is the second half of it with with the first match you see uh Sasha helping Bailey at seemingly every turn. Anytime she can get even a tiny bit close to Asuka, she's you know, doing something. She's distracting the ring. She's distract or the uh, the referee. She's distracting Oscar herself. She's like grabbing Oscar's ankle, uh, you know, by the ropes and, and all this stuff. And then once we get to this match with with Sasha and Oscar, you like you said, you see Bailey not reciprocate any of that. Like she plays cheerleader very good. She does play cheerleader very very well. Hmm. But just look at the the placement. Uh, of Sasha during Bailey's match and Bailey during Sasha's match. Uh, I mean, Bailey is completely away from the action at mm. all times. It's the little things, folks. Mm-hmm. Bailey seems more concerned about things, and she's always clutching the title. And I think it's it's like a it's almost like a personal kind of thing for mm-hmm. her. Like, uh, um, whereas Sasha's kind of like, you know, Bailey's my friend. I'm going to do everything to help her out. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is a very interesting uh, dichotomy between the two of them, mm-hmm. and certainly showed after the match as Bailey tried to explain to Sasha what was going on. Yeah, tried to defend herself a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know, man. The, this is the the kind of storytelling that we don't get a lot of in, in WWE, where where they're just like, "Hey, we're not really going to tell you what's going on. We're just going to give you a lot of little details." And have you piece right. together what's going on? And and at the end of the match, Michael Cole did mention that like, oh, Bailey wasn't helping Sasha. You know, he did mention it a tiny bit, but I mean that story was building from the from the very beginning of the show, and they kept mm. telling it through both of the matches. So mm. uh, I don't know, man. Th- this is uh, I-, I just really like how they handled this. I do too. Mm-hmm. I, I really like how they handled it, and it's like you said, it's, it's kind of the little things, right? The little things that they do um, th- that I can really appreciate for sure. Yeah. Oscar um, obviously winning the Raw Women's Championship. That's a it's a, a very big step for her regaining that title. I, I can definitely appreciate that. Where does Oscar go from here, Stephen? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I almost want them to like, almost want them to call somebody up. And have them and have them go against Oscar just because. Wow, I don't know. Like you need you need someone new. I feel like the these these titles change hands between the same people very very often, and uh, yeah, you need someone new. Hmm. Need someone new. Hmm. Okay, I'd love to see Rhea back on the main roster personally, but hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Well, very cool, man. Very cool. Um, let's see here. R- moving right along here to. Uh, what was oddly enough the penultimate main event, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the WWE title. Uh, this, in fact, was my match of the night. Mm. Um, this one went just over 20 minutes. Uh, very, very good back and forth. Pretty decent intensity, but again, it, once it reached the 20-minute mark, um, 
I, I feel as though it it took up the time better than what Seth and Dominic did. Mm-hmm. It felt a lot less repetitive, mm-hmm. uh, and it felt like there was a very good story that they were telling in the ring. Um, but at the same time, it was just like okay, they're they're trying to get to twenty minutes, and then after that, they 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 go to the finish. Right, right. Um, and you can totally see that throughout the match too. Like it, it's kind of it, it's crazy fiery right out of the gate, and then it kind of just slopes down for a while until they hit that twenty minute mark, and then it starts going really fast again. Uh, and that's kind of how the momentum of the match went. Um, it was good. I, I liked it. I yeah. absolutely liked it. For me. The length did uh, do do itself a disservice uh, again. I, I think it was just a little too long. Um, that that little time frame before the before they did reach the twenty minutes and, and kind of hit that second wind mm. uh, really dragged for me personally. Um, that being said, though, it was a, a decent match. Good brawling, really hard hitting. There, there was a lot of really good, uh, yes. really, really like big like owl moments <laughs> um so yeah I, I can definitely see this being your match of the night um i don't know if it necessarily is for me but it was good the finish kind of came out of nowhere here i think that's my problem with it really mm-hmm. it is is the finish uh I, I don't really know what they were going for there personally it, it just kind of it just came out of nowhere you know um <laughs> yeah out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, yes. <laughs> yeah, RKO. Out of, out no, of, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I didn't know where, what you were going for, but now I'm now I'm with you. Okay. He's going for the RKO. <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, we do have another pay-per-view next Sunday. Yes. Weirdly enough. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to cover it next week exactly, but we'll probably cover it the week after. Um, but with that being said... Um, I think that this probably does open up, you know, maybe the the door to a rematch at the at, at next weekend's pay per view show, mm-hmm. uh, payback, right. and uh, we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a a pretty decent match overall. I did give it a three and three quarter. Three and three quarter. Wow, sitting at three. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, uh, Braun Strowman. Versus the Fiend for the Universal Title, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, putting this one on last, it was something. <laughs> I know why. In retrospect, now that I've seen the the end, but, right? But uh, it is very interesting as to you know this match being on last. It was very much just a just really a brawl, uh, yeah. a, a brawl that uh, you know where um, uh, Braun. Uh, really almost broke <laughs> the fiend uh, over the announce table. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to be mean, Stephen. Right. I'm trying very hard not to be mean. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned it because the <laughs> this match went on last for one reason and one reason only. And we'll get to that. And we'll get to it. Um, but it really just put like like a like a really bad cap on the show honestly like you you get the very end the the big surprise and that's great but i i mean after after watching your match of the night randy orton uh, i mean it's- I, well, so like here's the deal like like for me randy orton versus drew mcintyre was probably the most well put together feud that they had going to summerslam uh, whereas yeah. for me, 
and there's a lot of uh, people out there who really, really love The Fiend, you know, um, it, it's, it's been going on for too long. Yes. Um, and it finally seems like this has come to an end, uh, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this was, there's a lot of brawling. You could tell, unfortunately, and this is um, this is where I'm trying not to be mean, mm-hmm. but you could tell that Bray Wyatt's a bit out of shape again. Yeah. You can tell that he's kind of huffing and puffing along. And um you can even tell in his, in like his physique too, mm-hmm. which he tried really hard. He he went and got super buff. Um but I I don't know, maybe it's the time away from the gym, uh, maybe during COVID, I'm not sure. Um but uh you could definitely tell that that he wasn't necessarily on point as much as maybe Braun was. Mm-hmm. And you you don't want Braun leading the match, I no. don't think. You, you don't want Braun to be the most on point <laughs> in the match, for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, Braun's fine. There's nothing wrong with Braun. But he's not the kind of person that can really carry a main event. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, in, in a way that I, I do think Bray can normally... Um, but, but yeah, I do agree with you, um, with, with Bray kind of, you know, not, I guess being at a hundred percent or not being his normal self, uh, you you end up with a match that is kind of slow. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, l- like you said, um, there, there's a lot of brawling. It's pretty much all brawling. Um, there, there's some big slam spots and stuff like that, but, but it's, it's very slow. Like the, the most fast paced thing was, was Braun, uh, you know, diving into the fiend and breaking the side barricade but Mm. uh, other than that it was just like okay here's a punch okay okay here's a punch and And, and it just kind of went on like that until the very end and and so it it wasn't i don't want to say it's a bad match it's It's not just it's not terrible there's far worse matches there's far far worse matches out there just I would not have put this on at the end of the show. If you are a fan of Braun Strowman, or if you are a fan of The Fiend, then you're going to appreciate this match. Yeah. Um, if you like characters, uh, then you'll like this match. If you are expecting um, work rate, or if you're expecting um, uh, like a, a you know big moves match, uh, you probably won't get that here. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that uh, the finish came when Braun Strowman uh, brought a um, he, he brought a knife into the ring. Stephen, he sure did. <laughs> he, he, he brought sure he, did. he brought a box cutter into the ring mm-hmm. uh, to uh, rip up the mat, and um, which seems to be the new thing. Apparently, yeah, keeps happening. Mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, Tommaso Ciampa he he <laughs> he became a trendsetter and. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in NXT and started ripping up the ring, and now everybody thinks yeah, ripping up the ring's the thing to do. I wonder if it was maybe also a reference to like you know, because the fiend has popped out of the ring yep. uh, before. Yep. Uh, I'm sure that that probably has something to do with it as well. Perhaps just something. a little metaphor, you know, yeah. or not metaphor, but yeah, I don't know, callback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Braun basically um, opened up the mat, uh, and he was going to drive the fiend, I guess, into the boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the fiend, but he played himself. Yes, he played himself. Indeed, Stephen. Um, he uh, he got driven into the boards himself mm-hmm. with three sister Abigails, which um, I'll be honest, they looked sloppy. Yes, uh, but that was just enough to beat Braun Strowman for the Universal Champion, uh, the new Universal Champion, rather, mm-hmm. uh, the Fiend. 
Yeah. Once again. Once again. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's where things got interesting, Stephen. Yes. Uh, uh, we saw someone run into the ring from, I guess, the outside coming out of nowhere. It's the big dog. It, it, it was indeed the big dog. Yeah. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. <laughs> uh, the big dog. Uh, Roman Reigns has returned. He speared uh, Bray Wyatt. He speared Braun Strowman. Uh, he was clean in house. He basically broke a chair over Braun Strowman. Uh, basically. He, he speared the Fiend again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. Then he talked a lot of smack. Talked a lot of smack. This is my yard. Mm. I'm the big dog. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, Wearing a dope shirt. Yeah, his, his shirt's her shirt's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a pretty dope shirt. Like it, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I don't know, man. I'm, I mean, I'm not like uh, I couldn't care less about Braun and the Fiend. Right. I'll be per- perfectly honest with you. I could mm-hmm. care less. Uh, Roman Reigns into the equation is is quite the interesting figure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I've been vocal about this in the past. I'm not the biggest Roman Reigns fan. Uh, I was excited to see him tonight, though, just because, uh, yeah, I'm not digging this uh, this fiend brawn thing. So, uh, I mean, bring Roman into it, flip it on his head, I'm cool with it. Like, I'm totally cool with it. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so we'll see what uh, what is in store for Roman Reigns next. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, he'll, be, he'll be, I guess, making his return, and his intention is clear on SmackDown. Yes, indeed. Uh, whereas on Raw, we will see Keith Lee debut. Yes. Um, yes, indeed. And let's talk about Keith Lee. Uh, and let's talk about NXT TakeOver uh, 30 here in just a moment. But, uh, Stephen, final thoughts on SummerSlam? Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. It was pretty decent. Uh, <laughs> I did enjoy it. There were parts of it that I did not enjoy. Um, but I, I think the parts that I did enjoy... Uh, outweigh those parts um it like i said it's a hell of a lot better than uh extreme rules if if ww keeps going in this direction and and doing the the booking that they that they're doing now we could Mm -hmm. be we could be in for a really good uh you know second half of this year with wwe so Mm. uh are, are we doing like grades for for the for the show, uh, um, sure. Overall, I mean, uh, I I I'd probably give it about on average a three, a three a out three. of five. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd say, uh, yeah. I mean, three stars out of five. B minus. Yeah, feels right. Yeah, yeah. Not it's not a terrible show. No. Um, but uh, yeah, and had some had some really good parts to it. For sure, mm-hmm. I will say it did. In fact, uh, I, I did. In fact, feel as though it was better than NXT Takeover Thirty. And let's get into that right now. Mm. Uh, on the pre-show, Brizongo uh, defeated Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch, as well as Joaquin Wild and Raúl Mendoza, uh, to become the number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Nice. That was a tongue twister. Yeah. That's. Hmm. <sighs> yes, uh, Brizongo. Uh yeah, that'll be interesting. Um that's that's quite the uh the interesting I guess uh combination there with them and Imperium. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that'll be that'll be something. Yeah, it's clash of styles. Cla- <laughs> clash of styles, clash of ideologies. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll be interesting for sure. Um match was fine. Nothing 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 incredibly bad about it. Nothing crazy about it though either. I don't right. think. Um, it's fine. 
Yeah, nothing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fine. Yeah, give it about uh, two and a half. Two and a half. I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher in just a singles one-on-one match because these two have beef, Stephen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Lots of beef. That's a lot of beef. Mm, indeed. <laughs> uh, yes, these two genetic jackhammers face one-on-one here in this match uh, that was very much technical-based, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty decent, actually. I like the, the mat wrestling. I like the grappling. Uh, Finn kind of showed, uh, once again, that side of himself. Uh, that uh, that we had seen previously in matches against Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Stephen, um, I think a good outing from both guys here. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I really, really liked it. I really liked this match. Uh, I, I mean, Finn Balor, I, I'm very well aware of Finn Balor. Timothy Thatcher, I've seen far less of, uh, but I'm still familiar with him, and and I know. I know him well enough that if I see Timothy Thatcher on the card, I know it's going to be a good match. Mm. Um, so, I mean, like you said, very, very mat heavy, very, very ground heavy, a lot of submissions, a lot of holds, uh, things like that. Very, very hard hitting, like mm. very hard hitting. Obviously we, we've seen like crazy, crazy hard hitting matches from Timothy Thatcher before. Um, <laughs> but, but seeing him yes. in here with, uh, with Finn Balor, uh, it kind of in that in that same uh, vein was really really cool to see. Um, I actually could have uh, I could have sat there for a little bit longer even. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. It, it it ended a little too short, a little too quickly for me. Uh, I was really enjoying it. Interesting, interesting, Stephen. Uh, yes, this match here went about thirteen and a half minutes. Not a bad match at all. Um, very technical heavy. If if you are one who uh, likes you know uh, the new Japan style of wrestling, mm-hmm. um, or, 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 or yes, Stephen raises <laughs> his hand. Um, you know, or or you know, um, even like old like all Japan pro wrestling from like the the late eighties, early nineties. Um, you know, if you if you're a big big fan of that, um, you know, if you're a big fan of just uh, you know, uh, just good grappling in general, I think that you're gonna be yeah. appreciative of this here. Yeah, very good technical match. Mm-hmm. There there was one spot where uh, where Timothy Thatcher was getting pinned by by Finn Balor, and he had one of his one of his legs hooked, and I I don't even really like know exactly how he did it, but he kicked out of the pin and transitioned into an armbar like all in one swift motion. And I don't know why, but I thought that was, like, the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was awesome. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, man. Um, it, it, I think that, uh, that Timothy Thatcher, he's he's proving himself here in NXT. Um, you know, we, I do need to see much more of him uh, yes. for, it to, for it to really work. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that a, a match against a guy like Finn Balor is a pretty good place mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you give that match? Um, I gave that match about a three, three, right three, three stars. Yeah, I was sitting right at like three and a quarter, three and a half. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I liked it, man. It, it was really good. It's a good match. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, let me see here. Moving right along, ladder match for the vacant North American Championship. We had Damian Priest, Bron, uh, Bronson Reed, rather, um, Cameron Grimes, Johnny Gargano, and everybody's favorite Dumpster Fire, the Velveteen Dream. Oh, 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 oh man. Um. <laughs> oh God! What an intro. Well, um, fortunately enough, uh, Velveteen did not win this match mm-hmm. here. Otherwise, the internet would have just 
burned itself alive. Oh yeah, it would have been just set itself on fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I, I thought that it was a a different match mm-hmm. um, for for these guys. Um, I think that you did have the the, the crafty veteran in Gargano. Uh, you had uh, Cameron Grimes, uh, Bronson Reed, and Damian Priest who were all trying to make a name for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Velveteen Dream, who was just kind of there. Um, uh, he didn't really add anything to the match, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the other four really did a very good job at, at putting this match together. Um, uh, Bronson Reed looked like a star. Mm-hmm. I thought um, he had the, he had the gear that was almost like in tribute to Bam Bam Bigelow mm-hmm. from back in the the nineties. Um, let me see here. Uh, Cameron Grimes also looked very impressive in spots too. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, w- with this match, I-, I was interested to see it just because I've been a little bit more disconnected from N- NXT nowadays than than I used to be. Um, you know, in the in the last era of NXT that we always talk about with your Chambas and your and your Garganos and and all that. And, and so with this match is is kind of a just a little taste on like some new guys, you know, guys that I'm really not that that familiar with and, and kind of just see what they're all about. And I'm I'm a big fan of ladder matches personally, so this is kind of like the perfect opportunity for that. Um so yeah, I mean I, I pretty much agree with you. Cameron Grimes, Bronson Reed looked really good. Damian Priest looked looked solid too. Uh I'm I don't like his character like too much it, no it, you uh, don't like the ah, like, like the the party and vampire nah it's it's, it's weird <laughs> it's clubbing it's weird uh, i'm not about it um mm. but yeah the the match was good I, I enjoyed it velveteen dream though don't know why he was there i don't know why either steven i really don't um i i feel like you could have just as easily actually had Finn Balor in there instead of Velveteen Dream and would actually have made the match markedly better. Mm-hmm. Um, who would, who would, uh, I mean, would that just uh, get rid of the, the Thatcher match then? I would say so. I mean, yeah. you could make the tag match even longer. Um, though I hate the fact that I would be taking Timothy Thatcher off of a card. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem very fair. Um, I mean, it, it could really be any number of things, really. I mean, you could you could put Timothy Thatcher, like I said, I mean, they already made that match on NXT that week. Mm-hmm. You could have easily done something else to where, you know, uh, Timothy Thatcher... You know, maybe that's what the people really wanted. Maybe that, maybe what you really should have done is put Velveteen Dream in a match with Timothy Thatcher. Oh God! And have the internet watch as Timothy Thatcher just, just destroy this man. Just dismantles the dream. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, um, what could have been? What could have been? Yeah. Um, but uh, with that being said, uh, Damian Priest is your new North American champion in NXT. Uh, Steven, I know you made your feelings clear about how, what you think of his gimmick um, and his character, but um, you know, thoughts on him being the champ? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Maybe he'll grow on me. Maybe he'll grow on me. Is is all I can say there. Um, I think he's fine in the ring. I have no complaints on, on his in ring work or or his or anything like that. It's mm. just his just his character is just so like cringy to me, you know. Mm. It's just so cringy. And then like later on in the night, we get that uh, you know we get that little bit of him in the in the jacuzzi or, or whatever. 
you know, and, and he just jumps into the jacuzzi like with his ring gear on and yeah, like starts pouring like, champagne yeah, over everybody. It's like, it's like th- that; those pants are leather. It's like, <laughs> dude, you're gonna ruin it. Like those pants look like they're at least three hundred dollars each. Like, and you just jump into a jacuzzi like it's not. I don't know. Um, no, I agree, Stephen. Very odd choice. It's just uh, weird. He he's a weird guy. I don't know. He's a weird guy. It's a different kind of breed, Stephen. Yes. Yes. Um, I could definitely see him feuding with Bronson Reed. I think Bronson Reed, again, he looks like a star with a lot of potential right now. Mm-hmm. They've been pushing on him really, really hard, and I think that uh, I think that he's got something special. Yeah, yeah. He's got that look, too. Yes. He's got that look. Indeed. Indeed, Stephen. He's a very thick boy. Yeah. You don't want to You don't want to find him in a dark alley. You know no. What, you know what oh, I'm saying? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um... A surprising match here, Stephen. Yeah. Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee in a grudge match mm. um, of of sorts. Um, look, I know that I discredited the match quite a bit, uh, or or rather, I didn't discredit the match previously. I discredited the idea of Pat McAfee, um, and and maybe this is where I eat a little bit of crow because it turns out that Pat McAfee knows a thing or two about being in the ring. Yeah, yeah, it, it was actually like really surprising how good he was honestly um I, like it, it just kind of came out of nowhere yes like like he he was very good at selling everything he was very smooth in the ring mm. he's very athletic mm. very quick like I, I don't know pat was actually like really good in the ring yeah uh, all things considered like obviously he's no adam cole but like well but th- that that begs my next question how much of pat mcafee looking good is adam cole well, I mean, yeah, uh, that that's true. Uh, I I do get your point there. Mm. I mean, Adam Cole can look can make anyone look good, you know. Mm. But uh, I mean, there there were certain certain aspects of the match where it's just like, oh, okay, okay, and like like yeah. Adam Cole's over there doing something like doing not, his thing, yeah, doing his thing. But then you know, like that that point that everyone's talking about. I've seen the GIF like seventy million times across the internet. The uh, you know, with Pat just like just jumping onto the onto the ring ropes for that suplex. I mean, he's got some athleticism, man. Yeah, he's yeah. good. He's good. Um he he was very very solid in the ring. Um I thought. Um now do I want this to be a regular occurrence of Pat McAfee? No, I don't. Um <laughs> yeah, I I would really rather it not be a mm-hmm. regular occurrence. Um but I was surprised. I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. by how good Pat McAfee actually was. Um, so, uh, you know, I think he proved a lot of haters wrong. Maybe, maybe me included. Yeah. I mean, I I think so too. I I think he proved a lot of haters wrong. Honestly. Um, he, he did not have to be that good. You know what I mean? He, he was, uh, I don't know. Like like you said, it was just, it was just very, very surprising. Uh, very welcome. Now that being said, let's have this be over now. Um, this was the best case scenario of, of, a confusing and dumb scenario. Um, <laughs> but now that we've gotten the best case scenario, let's lay it to rest and, and move on. Indeed, Steven. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's move along from this here. Yes. You, I will make note of one other thing here, mm-hmm. uh, um, which by the way, I, I think that maybe we, we left out the ladder match rating. Um, sorry about that. Um, so uh, I gave that probably about three and three quarter. I thought it was that was pretty solid ladder match. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably be right around there, three, three and a half. As far as Pat McAfee and Adam Cole goes, uh, I gave this about three. Yeah, 
Uh, that that sounds fair. But there you go. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think if there if there's any reason why I would want to lower or raise it. But I, I think three is a is a fair ranking for that match. I think it's more than fair. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh. <laughs> I, I mean, dude, going into this match, I was expecting like a one and a half, like max. You know, one and a half, two stars, maybe. But yeah, it's a three star solid match. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it it proves. That uh, that that Adam Cole is indeed exactly who we think he is, and, and that's uh, that's like one of the best ring generals that WWE has in, on its roster. This is true. Um, that being said, one thing that I do one hundred percent appreciate is the fact that when he hit the Panama Sunrise, the match was over. Right. Like the match ended. The mm-hmm. match ended on a Canadian Destroyer. Finally. Like, it's not like this is another episode of AEW where, like, 500 Canadian destroyers are done. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, well, nobody's getting pinned, so, you know, or somebody's kicking out it, too. You know, um, I can appreciate uh, the realism of, oh, you just got flipped upside down and then dropped on your head. Mm -hmm. That's obviously a three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, So, yeah, I I like it. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, and I definitely agree with... (laughs) On your point about AEW as well, <laughs> it's not that we hate AEW. No, no, no it's just like love AEW. That that move but, is very overdone. Yeah, in AEW, considering that when it was um, when it was done by PD Williams in TNA, mm-hmm. now Impact Wrestling, uh, that was a finisher. That match was the match was done. Like there's there's nothing else that you can do now. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that move has somehow in the last two two years or so spread like wildfire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. well it's that thing i always talk about or that both of us always talk about you know the suspension of disbelief you know that guy just got flipped over and landed on his head and he just pops up like nothing happened at all it's like come on that hurt a lot and i know it yeah that would that would that would destroy anybody that's yeah. why they call it a destroyer exactly case in point mm-hmm. case in point uh, moving right along, Io Shirai defeated Dakota Kai in a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Steven, I know you were very happy about this match. Yes, yes, absolutely. This match was just so, like, hardcore the whole time. Like, ah. they were just, they were going to town on each other. Mm. I, I don't know, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they were really just, like, making it look good. Or if they were actually doing like a like a actually like heavy handed like strong style, yeah, um, they but, looked very snug. Yes, but mm. but either way, it looked brutal as hell. It was action all the way through. Mm. I mean, yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, it was, it was a very good match. Um, and then um, the finish was, was pretty fitting too. Mm-hmm. I, I there were some moments where I was thinking um maybe it is Dakota Kai that's going to take the title off of uh, off of EO um but um I, I think the more that the match went on the less I felt that way right um right. but i mean as things go obviously um Raquel Gonzalez got kind of involved after the match and uh, Rhea Ripley came out and yes. kind of did a, a, a big old stare down with Raquel Gonzalez, which also led to an interesting stare down between Rhea Ripley, 
on the ape on like the rampway mm-hmm. and uh, Io Shirai herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, interesting stuff there, Steven. Um, I did like the match a lot. Like you said, it was very, very hard hitting at times, very snug kind of match. Mm-hmm. Um, something that, uh, that we definitely saw here more reminiscent. I would say probably of Bailey versus Oscar, as opposed to Sasha versus Oscar. Uh, but I would say it's, it's maybe, maybe a notch above that. I did give this about uh, three and a quarter. Yeah, I'd be sitting somewhere around three and three quarter for me. Wow. Yeah. Big match, Steven. I, dude, it, it was really, really good. Uh, definitely one of the better matches that I've seen from this, you know, new era NXT, like we keep saying. So, well, there you go. Good stuff. Yes. Good stuff yes, all indeed. the way around. <laughs> yes. Um, we'll see what happens next with Io Shirai. I do fully expect uh, some kind of new one on one program with Rhea Ripley coming up sooner rather than later. For sure. Yeah. Um, last but not least here, Keith Lee defended the NXT Championship against Karrion Cross in what was also a fairly hard-hitting affair. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, two big guys going in, two big, meaty men slapping meat, yes, you know. Uh, it, it was exactly you know, what I would expect from, from this kind of match. I mean, uh, Keith Lee, he's, he's got that superhero strength, you know, but then carrying cross just will not die. He yeah. Just will not die. Yeah. Carrying cross. Um, he really actually dominated the match more than I expected him to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there are, um, some, maybe, maybe some intangibles to this, um, where where Keith Lee he does have that superhero strength. He is a superhero mm-hmm. in, in a lot of senses. Um, you know he he didn't really get to display that all that much, uh, but it did make the moments where he was that superhero even more meaningful in this match. It's true. Yeah, I, I think they were just really trying to show Carrion as like the monster that he is. You know, like he he's gonna come in here and and he's gonna beat the crap out of your champion. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, you're used to seeing Keith Lee just tower over anyone that he's against. Uh, you know, he, he's always he's always Keith Lee. He's always mm-hmm. explosive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Carrion comes in. He's beating the crap out of him, wearing him down. And we see a side of Keith Lee that we don't see very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, a wounded Keith Lee. Yeah. Uh, a slower Keith a Lee. Vulnerable Keith a Lee. A vulnerable Keith Lee, uh, which I think was really cool. I did like that ki- that story that they were telling in the match. Um, Karrion Cross, uh, he's good. He's good. I like him in the ring. Uh, his entrance is interesting. <laughs> it's interesting and it's not the first time i've seen his entrance or anything yeah. but uh they like took it to the nth degree for takeover 30 and it was just like okay this is like a five minute entrance but all right mm-hmm. i don't know interesting um, i mean that's that has nothing to do with the match but <laughs> <laughs> what i thought was interesting um and and this has nothing to do with the match itself <laughs> um but funny uh, how we do that <laughs> yeah exactly um the video package steven yeah um it was it was pr- pretty decently done video package um and then they had frantic by metallica play Probably um, the worst Metallica song ever written. Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, it might be up there with what, some of their worst. Um, tick-tock, tock, tick-tick-tock, frantic, tick-tick-tick-tick-tick-tock. Yep, that's exactly how like that's Like, that's the whole song. Yeah. I'll save you the listen. That's the song. <laughs> 
yeah, that's how, that's how that that bass pedal goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I was like, oh, that's interesting. You picked out a song that's twenty years old and and, and uh, terrible and, and off of Metallica's worst ever album. Uh, yeah. This is an interesting omen uh, for for this match. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, it um, ended up not being indicative of the match at all. <laughs> right. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah. Um, though um, I will say it, it is perhaps rumored uh, that, um, uh, and and this is something I, that I had read across the other day. Apparently, Triple H had said that Karen uh, Cross was uh, scheduled to have an MRI. Uh, because due to a possible injury, uh, so hopefully Damn. fingers crossed everything is okay. Yeah, uh, it would be quite a bummer for him to win the title and then have to drop the title, mm-hmm. um, or for something else to happen, right? Um, so we'll we'll have to wait and see where things go there. Yeah, well, um, well wishes, well wishes to Karrion Cross. Certainly, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, he put on a, a very dominant performance here. Again, um, the match itself is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, this does not the the show overall does not live up to typical NXT takeover standards. Nor did NXT in your house, to be perfectly honest with you. Right. But with that being said, it was fine. I, I actually liked this show more than I liked NXT in your house. Yeah, pr- probably more than NXT in your house. Uh, I do. I know you said earlier in, in the show that you preferred SummerSlam to this show, uh, but I would actually prefer this show to SummerSlam personally, um, just because I, I think with SummerSlam, the the best things that it had going for it were the stories going into it with with um, uh, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, and then with Sasha and Bailey. Those were the really the the good things uh, about SummerSlam, in my opinion. Uh, whereas with uh, Takeover Thirty. The good things about it were the in-ring work, which is really my favorite part. Yeah. Um. So for me, it it's just sits a little bit above SummerSlam. Um. Yeah. I really wish they would have given that Finn Balor match a little bit more time, though. Mm, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did give the the main event uh, a three and a half. Uh, so not bad. I th- I would say probably the the overall average of this show, yes, is a little bit higher uh, than maybe SummerSlam that, that we just get. So I, I would say probably overall three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just something about SummerSlam tonight that I felt was just a little bit more than what NXT provided uh, this past weekend. Fair and um, and I can't really put my finger on it here. I think it's still just one of those things where it's like NXT is in transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a really, really great era uh, with with the Gargano Ciampa era because you had all these stars yeah. um, that, that were really shining bright. Um, and right now we're just kind of seeing what happens next. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're letting the story evolve. Um, now with Keith Lee heading up to the main roster, we'll have to see who steps up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ciampa is scheduled to come back on NXT this week, so that's big news. We'll see where things go from there. Yes, indeed. Mm. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Uh, I'm sitting right at, uh, just to finish out ratings and stuff, I'm sitting right at three stars, uh, three, three, and a, three and a quarter for um, for the main event there. I, I'd probably give uh, TakeOver 30, uh, yeah, three and a half, three and three quarter star um, overall. I, I would say that that's, that's pretty fair. Um, we will quickly just make a few notes here about AEW Dynamite, uh, because that was also on Saturday. Um, we do, in fact, have winners of the uh, AEW's uh, inaugural Women's Tag Team Cup Tournament. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, that happened, the finals. Yes, it, was n- it was not on YouTube. 
So that's, nice. That's a win. Yes. Uh, Ivelisse and Diamante did defeat Brandy Rhodes and Allie to win the cup. Uh, so, yeah, good stuff there. There we have it. I think the I think the right team won here. I think it would be just a little bit too on the nose if Brandy and Allie won. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think with Ivelisse and Diamante, they do have uh, a very good uh, duo here together. Um, and of course, we did also see here uh, uh, Thunder Rosa debut mm-hmm. uh, against uh, and, and and kind of announced her arrival and called out AEW champion Hikaru Shida. So that uh, so that will be something. Yes, indeedy. Indeedy. <laughs> indeedy, indeed. Um, in addition to that, uh, we now have a new TNT uh, champion. Mr. Brody Lee. Mr. Brody Lee. Yes. Yeah. What What do you think of that? Um, I think it's the right move ultimately, uh, and the and especially the way that they did it. They made Dark Order look very dominant, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is what they should have done in the first place. They like for so long they've made the Dark Order uh, look kind of like this, like I, I don't know, like this like ragtag group of like mystery men. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and or then, like like an like an after school club, or yeah. something like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, <laughs> yes, uh, I I hundred percent agree. Actually, um, but but now they they look very much like a dominant force. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than like you know, like your your chess club or you or know your the AV club, yeah, or right? yeah, the AV club, uh, the the theater arts group, right? You know. Uh, <laughs> Oh, there's the Dark Order again playing around with makeup. Yeah. Those theater kids. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, w- with Cody kind of being taken out on a stretcher after the match, with them beating up on Arn Anderson, um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, no, I, I like it. I, I think the I think the, the right the right man won. Uh, and, and like you said, they did it correctly too. With, with Dark Order finally looking like that, that dark, looming, you know, ever-present force that that they really should have been presented as from the get-go. Um, so we're finally seeing that transition or or that evolution of uh, of Dark Order. So we'll see, you know, how the title reign of Mister Brody Lee continues on here. But um, yeah, I mean, Mister Brody Lee lo- looked great in the match. Uh, dark Order looks great in the match. Cody looked great in the match. Uh, I, I don't think this loss does does anything to harm Cody. He had a great run with the title. Uh, a lot of lot of the open challenges went very very well. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Notice we didn't see Colt Cabana out there. Just saying. Mm, just saying. Just saying. Interesting. Very interesting indeed, Stephen. Well, you know what else is interesting here? What's that? These hot takes. <laughs>
Mm-mm-mm. Yes, indeedy. It is time once again for your hottest takes, most unpopular opinions, and most burning questions that you've written to us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Yes, indeed. And uh, this is where we answer and respond to you and give you yes a shout out. Indeed, indeed, Stephen. Uh, we got some some pretty spicy takes this week. Mm, I mm. like spicy. Mm, indeed, spicy, spicy. <laughs> um, so let's see here for hot takes this week. Uh, we have uh, starting off with uh, uh, our good friend Mags, Podfather Mags at mm. DEJ Kirkby on Twitter. How's it going, Mags? Hello, sir. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Mags has uh, some some things here. Uh, uh, first off, hot take: SummerSlam has the potential to outshine Takeover. Uh, yeah, certainly. Yeah, Summer SummerSlam. I think it depends on who you ask or, and what they're looking for. If they're looking for good storytelling. Um, then, then I would say, yeah, um, a lot of good stories actually happened at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as uh, you know, do you want a maybe a better in-ring product uh, takeover? Uh, I, th- I think prove that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that uh, depending on who you ask and what they're wanting, yeah, I think that SummerSlam uh, did in fact outshine Takeover in some aspects tonight. Yeah, you're exactly right. It, it just depends on what you're looking for, mm-hmm. you know, and who you ask. Indeed, mm-hmm. they were both. Very good. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mags also says, Opinion, Thunderdome is a great idea for people who couldn't ordinarily uh, get to a WWE show. I think that that's actually true. Because mm. uh, I think it, it brings in this universal feel where you can have people from uh, Texas or England or Australia or Minnesota, uh, of all places, uh, or, or anywhere else in the world for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you can you know, get in on time and, and put in your, you know, your information to be part of, a, of a Raw or SmackDown or a WWE show, fantastic. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Um, it kind of scares Steven. I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not the biggest fan personally. It, it just it, it kind of looks a little weird. Uh, <laughs> in, in my opinion, it's a little jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just from a a like consumer standpoint, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a cool opportunity to to experience it in a different way and uh you know experience it even though the normal way of experiencing it is not possible. You know, perhaps. Um, so I definitely agree with that. Just the presentation's a little weird for me. It kind of scares you. I get that. I th- yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, Mags also has a question: Which wrestler do you think you could take? Yeah, if you were to if you were to wrestle a wrestler or you know take them on in a fight, Steven, uh, is there a wrestler? None of them. None of them. <laughs> okay. Marco Stunt, maybe. Marco Stunt. Yeah. The pick. I'm going with Taichi. Taichi. I'm going with Taichi. <laughs> I'd like the opportunity to personally end his career. Oh man, <laughs> Taichi would murder me. Like maybe, like a hundred percent. I don't know. Look at my bicep. Yeah, and look at his bicep. I mean, that looks about the same, Stephen. Goddamn. <laughs> 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 Fair look, enough. Now look at my biceps. You could take them. And look at Taichi's biceps. You could take them. Yeah. That's that, that that's that, Andrade. That's, Andrade. <laughs> that's not Taichi. We're watching the replay now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Well, good deal. There you go. Marco Stunt. Marco Taichi. Stunt. Taichi. I think we got two good picks here. <laughs> I think so. So thank you, Mags, for your hot takes this week. Yes, thank you. Indeed. Um, let me see here. Another good friend of ours, uh, Conrad from Everything Pro Wrestling at EPW Show on Twitter. How are you doing, Conrad? Hello. I hope you're doing well. 
Uh, Conrad has some takes here, uh, or rather some questions, it seems. Um, let me see here. Question one, does Raw Underground need a title? Does Raw Underground need a title, Stephen? Uh, it doesn't need one. But I would welcome it. I think it doesn't need one right now. Right. I right. think eventually it'd be very cool to yeah. have a uh, a Raw Underground title. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe go ahead and replace the 24-7 title, which has proven to be garbage. True. Hmm. True. Hmm. Very, uh, very useful. <laughs> um, let me see here. Uh, question two. What do you think of Shane McMahon being part of creative? Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Sure. Because Shane could actually probably give a um, maybe a differing opinion to Vince that he perhaps would not absolutely hate. Or he could say something. Or immediately dismiss. Or immediately dismiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I think that maybe somebody like Bruce Pritchard, for example, uh, would only tell Vince McMahon perhaps what he wants to hear right, based right. on their previous relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I mean, Shane being in there, yeah, 100%, I'm down for it. Uh, whatever they were doing at the beginning of this year wasn't really working very well. So yeah. might as well try something new. Try something new indeed, Stephen. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I think that Shane could work wonders for it. And from everything that I've heard and read about Shane, uh, a lot of people backstage love him. They, they think that he's great. Uh, they think that he's a good leader. They think that he's somebody who, uh, who could be, uh, who you can work with and who's fun to, to I guess, work for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you need somebody like that around. But I think that Shane's also smart enough to also be stern when needed. Right, right. Um, so I think that Shane is very much a good person to have around uh, in that capacity. I agree. Uh, question three, will Evil still be IWGP champion going to Wrestle Kingdom 15, Steven? Let's hope not. Hmm. Steven's hopeful let's, that uh, he's not. not. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. All right. Um, I think that the chances are likely that he will still be IWGP champion headed into Wrestle Kingdom 15. Uh, but uh, we'll have to wait and see next week uh, as we'll be uh, we'll be watching uh, that huge New Japan show mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. very, very early on the day, which is fine. It's I, worth I, it. I like it. It's worth it. I, I, yeah, 100% worth it. Um, and, and that's my birthday weekend. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of fun there. After Dark 5, ladies and gentlemen. After Dark 5. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to wait and see for that one, folks. Uh, and then question four, what food was prepared for TakeOver slash Dynamite slash SummerSlam? Um, we, we ordered wings. Yes. yes. Uh, Wing stop, we didn't, specifically. Exactly. We didn't make any food. Um, oh. we, we bought food. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I like to make food. Sometimes I make a steak. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or like, uh, what, what are some of the things that I've made? Spaghetti. You've made spaghetti. I've uh, made wings before. Wings. Yeah, your, your wings are fantastic. Because you, you, you use the, no, never mind. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give your secrets away. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I stopped myself. I was about to say, and I was like, he probably wouldn't appreciate that. Um, but your your wings are great. Spaghetti's great. Steak. Made me some eggs before. It's good times. It's good times. Yeah, good times. Good memories. If y'all yeah. didn't know this, Tanner is a fantastic cook. Like he's he's very very good. I'm not bad. He's very humble. Also, <laughs> <laughs> I try to be. Um, let's see here. So, but thank you, Conrad, for your questions. All very very good questions. Yes, thank you. Um, let me see here. This is a very question-heavy week, this seems. Um, United by Wrestling, our, our good buddy at United by Wrestling on Twitter, at UTD by Wrestling. How's it going? 
Hello. Hello. Uh, let me see here. What are you guys, what are your thoughts on AEW bringing back a uh, limited number of fans? Yes, it seems as though they're bringing back a limited number of fans, uh, probably to capacities of 10 to 15% is what the, is what the numbers I keep reading appear mm-hmm. to be. Um, Steven, what do you think of this? Um, well, I don't know. Honestly, when they when they first were doing this, it, I was like, okay, that's a cool way to, you know, still have that crowd feel and everything like that. But now that we're sick like 5 to 6 months into COVID, um and and it doesn't seem to be going anywhere, um maybe it's not worth it mm. to to risk that. Right, right. Um I I think that um I don't know. I mean, you're obviously not seeing baseball do this. You're obviously not seeing basketball do this. You're obviously not seeing. Uh, you're. You, I was just watching the Champions League finals earlier today. Uh, I guess uh, association football, uh, more commonly known as soccer, mm-hmm. uh, to American audiences. Uh, they aren't bringing back fans mm-hmm. uh, anywhere in the world. Um, so yeah, it does make me a bit uneasy at first. Mm-hmm. I guess there is a way that you can work around this. If you're only doing 10 to 15%, yes, you could technically speaking space everybody out, um, and, and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that to that degree, I'm fine with it. You need to make sure that you're spacing everybody out correctly though, mm-hmm. and seating families with families, um, as far as like getting people out uh, like like to like enter or exit the arena, that's gonna be something interesting yeah. <laughs> to, to 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 behold. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's um, gonna need to be moderated heavily. <laughs> yes, honestly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm to the point where I've continued to go to the gym now. Um, I mean, there's obviously very strict regulations, and I'm obviously super duper careful mm-hmm. of uh kind of you know what i do and how close am i to this person or you know i need to wipe down my equipment before and after using it mm-hmm. um you know but uh uh yeah i i think that um I, I think that there is a way to do it as long as you're being safe the thing that i would be very afraid of is um you know you gotta make sure that these people are screened at the door with like you know, temperature monitors at the very least. Right, right. Um, and, you know, obviously lots of signage of, if you're sick, you know, please do not come, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it Uneasy is, de- I'm glad you used that word. Uneasy is definitely a good word for it for me. Um, I, look, I'm like every other wrestling fan. I miss crowds. Like a hundred percent, I do miss crowds, but I don't miss them enough to to want to risk that personally. You know, uh, uh, like like everyone's always saying, we're in this together. You know, and it's up to all of us to do our part. And uh, AEW, it, it's really just it, it's not necessary. It's not necessary, even if you are super careful and take all the precautions in the world. Is like you don't have to do that, right? So yeah, no, I I can definitely see that point too. Um, but yes, th- these are very, uh, this is a very good poignant question here, United by Wrestling. Yes. Um, yeah, he, he goes on to ask, uh, are you guys fans of the idea or not? Uh, I, I think we answered that. Yeah, somewhere, <laughs> yeah. In, somewhere in the middle. Somewhere I think. in the middle, yeah. 
I miss crowds, but yeah, is it worth it? Cautiously optimistic, yeah. like super cautiously optimistic. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. But thank you for your question, uh, Justin. I love headlock talk <laughs> on Twitter at Poxic Justin. Justin's a great guy. Great handle. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you, Justin. Um, he's got one wrestling question and one non-wrestling question. The okay. first one being, uh, if you could book a John Cena heel turn, uh, what would you do? Uh, well, Steven, um, he's already written the theme music to John Cena's heel turn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. It kind of sounds, that. I don't know, that sounded like Aleister Black. The fabled John Cena heel turn. No, I mean, I would... I would love a John Cena heel turn if even, and it can be like the, the most like cringy campy thing in the world, him just going out there and making like sly jokes and stuff. And I'd be all about it personally. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it seems like a perfect opportunity with Roman coming back to, to possibly have John Cena, you know, come in and try to take down the big dog. Wow. Wow. Steven, it's perfect timing, but he's going to be on set on DC doing the peacemaker. He's going to be the peacemaker for the, the, the suicide squad. I never know what he's doing anymore. <laughs> he's, he's like, that man is busy. He's, he's everywhere. That man is very, very busy. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I would almost say no, simply because, <laughs> Fair enough. simply because it's like, it's John Cena. It's it's like I know it's like the fabled John Cena heel turn. It's like, it's like uh like the Yeti or like uh you know like like looking for Loch Ness monster right right, right. um you know the chupacabra the chupacabra <laughs> yeah. yeah Bigfoot <laughs> <laughs> um like like if it's out there that's cool but like does it need to be out there <laughs> like like or is it just the thought of it being out there that 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 piques your interest. Um, yeah, I mean, Bigfoot's totally real. I mean, but <laughs> that's that. I, that's not your question, Justin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Bigfoot's real. Wait, can you repeat the question? <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, John Cena heel turn. I mean, I don't think it's super necessary. If it happened, then yeah, man, like that's cool. But like, there's that mystique about John Cena about him being Barney the dinosaur, the dinosaur, and yeah. like. I know that's like a lame answer to give, but it's like I you're not going to break my heart if you don't ever have a John Cena heel turn. See, you're you're asking the question why, I'm asking the question why not. <laughs> and that's what makes this podcast beautiful, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Your time is up. My time is now. Dude, it could be so good. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Non-wrestling question. What is the worst school subject? Worst school subject. Yeah, my dog's at the door. I guess she wants her her piece on this. Hello, dog. What subject do you hate, Millie? Yeah. Millie is here with us. You can probably hear her maybe sniffling. Maybe. He's got a big tail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Worst school subject, um, yeah, math by like a hundred like million miles math. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just could never get it. I never appreciated it. Um, I still don't appreciate it. <laughs> 
F math, Tanner yeah. says. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I I lean towards um like English or, or reading uh personally, just because here's the thing. With with math, there is a right answer and there is a wrong answer. With English, the right answer is whatever the hell your teacher wants you to say. And hmm. and I hate that. Uh I, I don't also even like that aspect of it. No, though. I don't. I don't mm, because the the question will be like, what did the author mean when they said this? And then I I give my opinion on it. And she's like, your opinion is wrong. It's like, um, okay, well that's you're an English teacher. You should know the definition of an opinion. But uh, you know, it is what it is. I also like <laughs> I, I do enjoy writing. Um, you said but, opinion, lady. Like exactly, <laughs> or uh, or sir <laughs> slash madam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do enjoy writing, but the thing with English class is they tell you what to write about, and uh, I'm not about that. Mm. I'm not about that. So mm. for me, it's uh, like English slash reading or whatever you want to call it. Language mm. arts. Language that's arts. What, that's what they call it. Language yeah, arts. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Um, like, I've, I've never felt like math outside of like high-level algebra has been ever, like, super necessary mm-hmm. for my life. Yeah. Like, for others, I'm sure it's, like, it's, like, the world. Like, it's everything, right? Like, right. I, like, I, I dig, like, um like statistics for, like, soccer, like, mm-hmm. analysis and, like, game analysis and stuff like that. Like, if you're doing that, like, bravo, right? Like, right. like you, you're, you're like, super necessary in your field, mm-hmm. right? And you're doing, like, high levels of, of stuff that I couldn't even comprehend mm-hmm. um that being said like i don't know i press a few buttons on the computer and it makes the calculator work right <laughs> no i i don't do a lot of math um or, well i should say i don't do a lot of high level math um mm-hmm. but i do math all day at work well there you go um so definitely useful for me but it's really only like fractions and, and decimals and things like that i don't i don't use any like geometry or algebra or you know statistics or anything like that it's all just averages and decimals and you know i hope we're not boring you Justin. St- yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> like steven was Fractions. like steven was like decimals and i was like i'm starting to go to sleep yeah no just <laughs> percentages yeah. am i right hey that's, that's what the what swoons the ladies you know yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, uh, Justin, for your question. We greatly appreciate it. Hope you're having a great day. Yes, thank you. And by the way, Headlock Talk loves you too. Yes, we love you too, Justin. Um, let me see here. Uh, Marie Shadows at Marie underscore Shadows, our friend Marie, who's been writing into us uh, for the last few weeks. Yes, hello. Hope you're doing well, Marie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marie says, I wish fans would support more hardworking content creators that put good vibes out there rather than fighting amongst each other over stupid things like allegations, supposed COVID outbreaks, high standards that they don't even hold themselves to, and uh, quote-unquote standing. I'm over it. Mm. Yeah, I, hmm. I think... I think you you run into like two types of of wrestling journalists. I would say mm-hmm. you you have your your analytical side of wrestling journalism, where where they actually uh, you know take deep dives into the matches, uh, you know explain their opinion on the match and kind of what went down. They they do ratings and, and reviews of shows and things like that. Mm. And then you have the other type that likes to report drama. And, mm. and and uh, you know personal things going on with with wrestlers in the industry. So um, 
I don't know. I, I think it's just up to us to find uh, the the source that that we enjoy and, and everything like that. Because uh, here's the thing: people like drama. Even people that don't watch wrestling, they like wrestling drama because people right. like drama. So that kind of stuff is not going to go away. I, I just think that those that style of journalism really isn't for fans like us. Right. Well, and I think it. I think it um, more. I guess uh, directly to, to to Marie's point, kind of with with what you're saying here too. I think that casual fans, or um, even more commonly, the more entrenched fans mm-hmm. of one company or another, or people who are stands of somebody, um, I, I like those people will see news reports or journal like journalists reporting on you know x y and z and then you know it's um i don't know man like it's instant reactions kind of stuff like it's knee-jerk reactions to like headline news that may or may not be real or uh knee-jerk reactions to a rumor uh that is not verified right right um i mean we got a lot of that um, uh, back in uh, you know a, a few months ago, where um, there were um, and I, and I, I'm not saying anything wrong with this here. Um, I, I think hashtag speaking out uh, is absolutely necessary and continues to be necessary. But you did have a lot of phony people out there, for better or worse, uh, who reported lists of hundreds of names uh, that could possibly be involved in stuff like that. Right. Uh, and I think a lot of that went unfounded. And I think that that hurts cases like the ones against Velveteen Dream or like Travis Banks or mm-hmm. possibly even Jordan Devlin or uh, David Starr or Matt Riddle or you know whoever else you want to put on that list. Right. Um, like I said, I think some some cases are far more complex than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for those for those events, uh, for for people to like say, oh, well, I've got this list of like you know, one time Tyler Bate accidentally hit on a married woman, right? Like, <laughs> like that's one thing. Yeah. But to put him on the same level of like Joey Ryan, who is like a multi time like sex offender right uh, level of like guilty uh, by all means from reports from people within the industry mm-hmm. it you discredit you know a lot of like the truth that is out there when you have people who say well you know well I've got this huge list of people right with various reasons right right um it, it, it ones that become either nothing nothing news or uh, proven to be untrue um as far as fans and content creators and, and fans, you know, supporting content creators, um, yeah, I, I think it's absolutely, uh, you know, uh, people just need to kind of like, I don't know, stop being so entrenched about shit, right? Right? right. Like, um, and, and and like I said, I, I want to be super clear about that because I I, I want to reiterate that how important hashtag speaking out was because that, I think that that, I guess put a lot of people in, in, in different positions. And again, I think it's very important and it's very necessary that we have hashtag speaking out and that people continue to speak out because that's, what's going to make the business better. Sure. Right. But I think that it, it's, it's hurt a lot of people and made them feel like they're belittled or backed into a corner. Or if you don't share somebody's same opinion, then, then you don't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean that that's a that's an like an idea that it's like it's like mob mentality, right? And, and that's an idea that that transcends wrestling. I mean that's that's the internet 
in 2020 honestly it is uh, truly a, a lot of jumping to conclusions a lot of uh you know like you said the mob mentality the <laughs> the kicking someone when they're down and, and things like that so um I, I definitely agree with all your all of your points there it's just important to remember that this is not a wrestling only problem right there there are other very real life problems uh that that are out there mm-hmm. um but yeah, support content creators. Yes, support. Uh, you know, support Marie. Uh, Marie does a lot of great content. Uh, support um, D- uh, Mags. I almost said DJ Kirby. <laughs> so, support Mags. Support Conrad. Uh, support Josh. Support Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, support JPQ. Support uh, Anthony at Smart to Death. Uh, there's a lot of great talent out there. I- I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm missing somebody. Support Kurt. Uh, support Foul. Dits. Dits, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony so, uh, from uh, um, at Wagons and Warpaths, um, you know, also part of Project Dits. Yeah, so support content creators um, that that might be positive or negative, right? Uh, because somebody who's overly positive is going to give you uh, their side of things, and they might only show you things with rose-colored lenses, right? Whereas maybe you know you might ha- listen to us, where we are. I think we pride ourselves a little bit on being critical and, mm-hmm. and analytical about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and while that might not be, you know, always super duper positive, uh, we at least hope to, you know, at least show you something that maybe you didn't otherwise consider previously. Right. It's just important to to not only have one source, you know, for for your right. news and everything. And, right. And it, it's it's you know, in a lot of ways, up to us to to seek out the sources that that. Uh, you know that we think report fairly and, and then get get the full picture of what's going on and make up your own mind exactly mm-hmm. i i agree i know we went on a long tangent about all sorts of things yeah. with like <laughs> hashtag speaking out and like i said support hashtag speaking out support you know those who are speaking out and you know again that's it's all a very good thing that that's happening mm-hmm. um but uh, again as far as content creation goes you know, like I said, a little bit of good and the bad. Like, right. like there's us, and then there's like, I won't say their names. There's another, there's another content creating collective out there who prides themselves on being very positive, and you probably know who I'm talking about. I won't name drop them, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, we are very much like night and day. Right. But I think that as long as you were to, um, you know, maybe mix a little bit of that, you can help form your own conclusions. Right. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question, Murray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but thank you for your uh, for your question, uh, or rather your hot take, Murray. Yes, thank you. Um, Shinichi, the Grim Dragon, uh, at Edogawa three sixteen. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well, Shinichi. Uh, he says Jeff Hardy deserves another title run, even at the expense of AJ Styles. And yes, that is right. Jeff Hardy is your new Intercontinental Champion. He did, in fact, beat AJ Styles on SmackDown. Hmm. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Hardy, through all the the stuff that WWE has put him through, I absolutely believe that he uh, deserves this other title run. 100%. Let's not talk about the things that that Jeff Hardy's been going through for the last three years. Well, yeah. Longer. Decade. Yeah. But but yes, I I do agree. Definitely uh, well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it's Jeff Hardy, man. Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> I really think that they're they're almost throwing him like a little bit of a bone here, and be like, look, it's this is like this is like your last 
we 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 understand this is likely your last run. Right, right. We we want to we want to give you something that uh, uh, that that we think that you deserve. And the icy title is a very good t- title to have, obviously. Um, so yeah, thank you, Shinichi, for your question, or yes, rather, uh, hot take. Um, let me see here. Noob and Co at Noob underscore N underscore Co uh, Co rather nineteen ninety one. How are you doing, Noob? Hope you're doing well. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Our friend Noob asks. Uh, who will Sasha and Bailey defend the women's tag team titles at Payback? Uh, so who who will they defend them against, Stephen? Mm. Um, hmm. Wow. I don't even know. That's a good question. Yeah. Um. See the. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> um. Goodness. I'm trying to think of a of a tag team that they could maybe. Maybe do something. I mean, there's the Iconics, right? And the Iconics seem to be like an easy answer. Like, I've yeah. never... Um, like, Peyton Royce has been very, very good recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never been overly impressed with uh, with Billy Kay mm-hmm. um, in the ring. Uh, I hope you're doing well, Billy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. Um, but then there's also, like, Ruby Riot, right? You could you do uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan uh, yeah. against... Uh, uh, against uh, Sasha and, and Bailey, I think that could work. Um, yeah, I, I'm really not sure. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, the- I, I think the, the tricky part is is that they've been so focused on this program with Oscar right. and like them as single stars that it like you really like the the tag team thing has kind of really crept in the background. Well, yeah the the title the tag team title is is at least right now really serving as a story point. You know, yeah, and, and so uh, I, I don't really know. They haven't really been building any any kind of tag feuds or anything that that I've seen, at least. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I guess Iconics, maybe. That, that's a safe bet. That's a safe bet. I think I think it's a safe shout. Yeah. Yes. Um. Let's see here. Uh, Noob also asks, which match are you looking forward to most at NXT Takeover and SummerSlam? I think, in retrospect, I was probably looking forward to Keith Lee and Karrion Cross the most. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, um, uh, probably also Orton and McIntyre. And I feel mm-hmm. as though I've I'm now justified in believing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd say for me, it was probably the uh EO and Dakota match and and the the Orton McIntyre match. Well, both of which were very good. So yeah, yeah. both both good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, what will be your first impressions of the Thunderdome, uh, Stephen? What was your first impression of the Thunderdome? Uh, not the biggest fan. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird to me. Yeah. That said, if you're a fan of the Tanner and Stephen Variety Show, uh, you will know that Stephen uh, is vehemently opposed to to robots like or them. or anything that really kind of like outwardly. Uh, I guess uh, project some kind of technological. Uh, right. you See, know, here's, um, here's the thing: <laughs> overachievement, it, perhaps. It's not robots. It, it's it's androids. That that's the that's the thing. That that's what I don't like. You know what I mean? No. You feel what I'm saying? No. I, uh, you don't get what I'm putting down. So like, I I, I don't I, like I, robots I, impersonating yeah. humans. Okay. That's what I don't like. I I see human like robots. That that's that's where I draw the line now, because c- robots is such a broad term. You know the 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 mechanical arms they use to to put Hyundai uh, cars together. Yeah, it's full circle. WW and Hyundai. Ah, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> the 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 robotic arm 
that that they use to put those cars together. That's a robot. I don't have a problem with a with, with a pneumatic arm, you know. And nor should you. No, but an android that looks and talks and feels like a human. Mm. Not about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But to bring it back, yeah, uh, Thunderdome, not my cup of tea. I mean, it is a it is a bit strange and like slightly distracting at first. Um, as I look at it here on this SummerSlam replay, um, yeah, I, I feel as though it is a bit distracting, mm-hmm. um, at times. But I mean, I think that overall it does serve a good purpose. Put them all in front of a green screen and take the background out, and it would probably look a little bit better. I see. All right then. Uh, well, I uh, hope they heed your words, Stephen. I hope so too. Um, well, thank you, Noob, for your question. We greatly appreciate that. Yes, thank you. Uh, Craig from ProWrestlingMusings.com at CraigPWMusings on Twitter. Uh, Craig says, No company is damaged more by the loss of their crowd than NXT. Yeah. Yeah. It's 100%. NXT crowds were fiery as hell. Well, they help so much. Yeah, they really do. They help the NXT so much. And and without that, uh, I think that you do kind of almost see like this, you know, this, this weird... Um, I guess leveling of the playing field here between NXT and other WWE products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. it couldn't have come at a worse time, too, you know, because I know we're like a broken record with this thing, but, you know, the, this quote-unquote new era that we're in with, with NXT, you know, a lot of these guys would uh, would benefit a lot from mm. a crowd. Yes. They would benefit a lot. Um, so, yeah. Well, th- thank you, Craig. I, th- I think that that's 100% on point. I think so, too. Yes, indeed. Um, let me see here. The Hallway Wrestling Podcast at Hallway Graps Pod on Twitter. Uh, how you doing, fellas? Hope you're doing well. Uh, Hi. Uh, they say, Samoa Joe versus Drew McIntyre should be a Royal Rumble or Mania feud because it'd be insane. Uh, yeah, I think, it'd yeah. Be a, I think it'd be a good match. Mm-hmm. I, th- I definitely think it'd be a good match. I think the real question here is Samoa Joe's health because mm. he he can't seem to stay uninjured uh, for very long. The man has had a very long career before going to WWE, and that's what makes me very nervous about NXT in general. Mm-hmm. Is that they they bring in these guys and they don't call them up until they're in their mid to late thirties. And at that point, uh, you know, if you've worked in Ring of Honor or if you've worked in New Japan or somewhere else in the Indies where uh, strong style or big bumps or moves uh, have been uh, the thing, uh, then, yeah, uh, you're going to have a lot of miles already logged on mm-hmm. uh, on your body. And I think that's exactly what's happened with Samojo is that he's been taxed for very, very long mm-hmm. uh, as, as far as his, uh, his body goes. And, um, yeah, uh, I think that if Samojo can get to a place where he's healthy enough, then yeah, do Samoa Joe and Drew McIntyre. That would definitely be great. Um, but yeah, it, it is a question of Samoa Joe's health, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I, I You would hear no complaints from me uh, from a Samoa Joe feud, but, uh, but yeah, it, it all depends on whether he's able to stay healthy. Yes, indeed. Uh, let me see here. I know I just like agreed with you, but like you hit the nail on the head. So like, yeah. A hundred percent. All right, no. <laughs> uh, but Again, th- very humble. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Hallway Graps Pod, for your uh, hot take. Um, the Wrestle Files at Wrestle Files on Twitter. 
How's it going, Russell Files? Uh, Russell Files says, are double champs good or bad for business? Um, Depends on how it's done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Depends on how it's done and how how important they can make it feel. You know what I mean? And how necessary is it for you to make them a double champ? Right. 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 Um, like, like NXT did the whole thing with Keith Lee and made him double champ. And it was like super important for all of about two weeks. And then they decided, you know what? No, we're, we're going to free up the North America title. Right. Um, at the same time, they've had Bailey and Sasha be double champs for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then uh, they had Sasha drop the title back to, to Oscar tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you take that and compare that with maybe evil. Uh, compared to those other two examples, and Evil um, and Naito, for that matter, uh, were both very good, successful mm-hmm. double champs. Uh, I think so far. Um, I do think that uh, they should consider breaking that up soon. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. So, are they they good for business or are they bad for business? I think that they can be good for business, but generally speaking, probably bad for business. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it just depends. It's all about how it's built and, and how important it's made to feel and, and how it serves the story. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't say it's necessarily good or bad. It really just, it all depends on how it's done. Fair enough, Steven. I think that's a great question. And thank you, Russell Files, for your question there. That is a great question. Uh, Paige, uh, Paige Etheridge at Paige Etheridge one on Twitter says, Best meal post-win. Um, post win. What what did I win? Um, uh, what did, yeah? What did I win? Hmm. Yeah. So like like with most things that I do post. <laughs> Where's this going? Po- post meal, post workout, post something. Uh-huh. Yeah, po- Steven's leading me into a direction that I'm not trying to go to. Uh-huh. I, yeah, you were already there. <laughs> I, I merely showed you the way, po- sir. Post. Intimacy. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, uh, uh, coitus. <laughs> I like how you said that off mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, a good steak is good, mm. but but I normally hit mm. up protein. My old friend nicotine. That's True. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the first thing that I normally reach for, oh. which is sad. That's a sad. That's a sad uh, critique on my life. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean. <laughs> Nicotine, like, what do I reach for first? Nicotine, that's that's an answer that can be answered for many questions, uh, not just post-win, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I'm addicted to nicotine, y'all. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, fa- favorite meal post-win. Uh, I mean, it's got to be something, like, like something real hearty. S- steak, steak, ribs, like, mm-hmm. like a good steak meal or ribs with, like, mashed potatoes and broccoli. Yeah, I have make a, those mashed potatoes loaded with like cheddar cheese and bacon, like, like real bacon bits, not like that fake plastic crap that you get out of the shaker can. It's not. That's not. It's bacon. not bacon. No, it's bacon flavored plastic. That's, that's that's sprinkles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had another thing I was gonna say, but then you started talking about plastic bacon, and yeah. I, I just I, I lost it. Oh. What was the question? Best win or best meal best post win. win. Yes, I have uh, I have fond memories of uh, high school being in marching band, uh, yeah. you know, going to the football games. Yeah. And uh, we would, uh, after a win, sometimes we would go to a local wing joint, Pluckers. Ah. Um, so wings are, are definitely a, wings a, a, a real good, good post win meal. There you go. Yeah. There you go. 
Good question. Thank you, Paige, Thank for you. your question. And then, of course, hot takes here from Mike Charlip, our friend Mike at MikeJC821 on Twitter. What's uh, up, Mike? Mike says, with uh, New Japan essentially having a brand split for now with people unable to travel in and out of Japan, are you guys concerned at, at all about it hurting the product down the line when certain guys can't compete against certain people? No. Yeah. So <laughs> I, here's not, the thing. I'm, I'm, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Steven. Here's the thing. Um, yes, there there are some matches that cannot happen right now. But if the question is, am I worried it will hurt the product? The answer is no. Yeah. The I, answer is absolutely no. Yeah. I think New Japan has proved with New Japan strong. Also, aka New Japan USA, and uh, with their current product, I think that they've they've definitely reinforced things uh, that that they are still very much the premier in wrestling. Uh, that being said, I, I think that New Japan Strong also opens the doors for guys um, like like the Young Lions trio uh, that uh, that have really been making good. Um, that, uh, you know, or, or just any kind of up-and-comers, whether that be guys like Alex Zane or Play Christensen uh, or ACH or anybody for that matter. Guys like that could uh, compete against, like, the likes of Kenta or Jeff Cobb or, you know, um, you know uh, Jay White, who made his return this past week on New Japan Strong. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> New Japan Strong... For some crazy ass reason, already has a very strong roster. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, yeah. Like for for a one and a half, you know, maybe usually one hour long show, it's actually very very good. So so you would say this poses more of an opportunity, if anything, uh, and less of a detriment. Right now, when those two, I like your positivity. Thank you. When those two worlds collide, I think that that's when things get super spicy. For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here. Uh, Mike also asked, do you guys agree with me that it's pretty dumb for Jericho to care about ratings and incorporate it into his character? Ah, it's funny. I don't know. It, with, with Jericho, I just I just kind of let him go. <laughs> like, Just go out there, say what you're going to say, do what you're going to do. It, I know it's going to be entertaining. Um, it's not necessary. Certainly not mm. necessary. But a lot of things that Jericho does aren't necessary. So... Yeah. <laughs> um I mean is it interesting kind of like if you're like <laughs> kind of like if you're like super insider kind of like and you like really only care about like if you if you really take things like ratings to heart which I think that they're important 100%. They're important but it's they're, not the end all be all. Yeah, they're they're very important for sure. Um or if you're like Dave Meltzer Right, like, like I'm sure you get like right. a kick out of it, um, <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't know. Like, is it like, oh, this is like a super cool character? Like, I can't wait to see what Jericho does as the demo god next. Like, I'm not like, like pleading for it. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, <laughs> a little, a little bit of you know, a little bit of nothing. Really. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. But it doesn't like detriment like mm-hmm. you know my view of jericho i still know that he's like amazing right right um let's see here mike also asked do you guys think that dijakovic and champa being part of retribution would hurt them based on how the group has been booked so far basically just doing acts of vandalism or do you think uh, once people are revealed a real motive will be revealed 
I mean, I would hope that by the time we're finding out <laughs> who is actually doing this, uh, that that we would have some sort of reason, some sort I, of I reason. Would, I would hope, and some sort of direction that we go to next, right? Because right, uh, right now it's kind of, uh, hmm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 what's, what's really surprising is like there was no retribution involvement on on tonight's show right right even though they, it, they at least it didn't seem like there there wasn't any like outward like involvement mm-hmm. i did notice uh during the the backstage interview with with street profits that there was like some glitching going on with, with the the feed there yeah um, but then the interview just ended, and then they never mentioned it again. So, like, I thought that they were gonna kind of do something there, but then they didn't. So, well, I, don't I, know. I also thought that they were gonna go with some kind of non-finish on the Jericho, not Jericho, and the Drew McIntyre. Um, now I got Jericho on my mind. Uh, in the Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton match, or in the Fiend versus Braun Strowman match, I thought there was gonna be some kind of retribution done there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't. Right. So, so you know, m- moving on. Yeah. Um. Champa and Dijakovic, uh, I hope that they're not part of the retribution. It doesn't seem that way. I would no, I wouldn't think so. Uh, I feel like they would have, if Champa and Dijakovic were part of retribution, they would have teased it a little bit already. Like they would have teased that, like, oh, that's that's someone that you may know. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> like it, instead of just being so like cryptic about it. Um, oh, it's retribution! Oh my God, is that retribution? <laughs> Dude, I yeah. <laughs> Dude, I I can't stand Michael Cole's call on on retribution cuz they're like there's like eight guys in masks running at him with a bat and he's like is that retribution? It's yeah. like no, Michael. It's 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 the the <laughs> well, other it's... the other masked vigilantes that are going around. Like, <laughs> well, I, I and I think that that's like the the over the top. And we're tangenting away from your question here, Mike. But that's the over the top, over the top kind of Wait, Michael headlock Co- talk tangenting. I know it's crazy. It's never happened. Um, but like his um like his over the top like theatrics while doing commentary. Like I'll, that's where the comes from right yeah yeah um it is like he called the spear on roman reigns tonight but it was like if you just like like if you weren't paying attention you would have missed it completely where he's like um but yeah there you go yep i think that answers your question (laughs) yeah in a a roundabout way yeah (laughs) um but uh let's bring the show home steven with uh with another fun rendition of of course if wishes were fishes (laughs) yes indeed uh if wishes were fishes is the segment that steve and i close out every week of headlock talk with uh where we each take turns making a wrestling related wish and the other grades that wish in terms of fish. Yes, indeed. Real actual fish. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yes, sounds crazy because it is. But that's this world that we live in. But it's fun. It is fun. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Um, Steven, I think I have a wish this week. Cool. I think I do. You uh, think? Do you have a wish this week? I do have a wish oh, this you, week. Oh, you, you have a wish this I do. week. Okay. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Either way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Um, so, just watch SummerSlam. And we found out a couple things. We we found out uh, Keith Lee is coming coming up to Raw, so that's cool, right? Um, 
we also found out that a certain person will be making an appearance on the KO show on Raw. So, if wishes were fishes, I would love for Keith Lee to come out during the KO show with Aleister Black and uh, call him out and, and possibly do some kind of uh, ex-NXT champion angle where uh, for once and for all, we find out who is the better NXT champion, whether it's Aleister Black or Keith Lee. Ooh, Steven is a booking some matches. Mm, mm, yes. Indeed. Yes, indeed. I like that a lot. I really, really do like that match. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like, like seven swordfish. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's like, yeah, that's, that's one for the books, man. Yeah, yeah. Like that would be a very, very good match. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it just depends on where you, where you have, uh, Aleister Black and Keith Lee kind of go. I think mm-hmm. that would be a, a really wonderful main event to just put on and, uh, and then maybe you've got to run. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens yeah. there. I, I almost feel like they were trying to tease that a little bit by, by mentioning, you know, Keith Lee coming up and having KO come out mm. seemingly for no reason. But then, right at the end, announcing that like, Alistair Black's like, going to be on the show. I'll be talking to Alistair Black. Yeah, and I was like, "Hmm, interesting." Yeah, indeed. But that'd be that'd be dope. Indeed, Stephen. Thank you for the swordfish. You're very welcome. Um, for my wish, and uh, this is going to run contrary to everything I was talking about with John Cena earlier. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but if wishes were fishes, uh-huh. um. Pay attention to how Roman Reigns was during the main event tonight. Uh-huh. He was uh, he was dressed in all black. He was he was acting awfully heelish. One could say, "What if Roman Reigns is the leader of Retribution?" Da 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 da. So, wishes were fishes in a very odd sense here. Roman Reigns is the leader of Retribution uh, Man, because it- he's because he's railing against the company that that tried to make him work rather than take care of his family, and now he's at odds with the corporation. Okay, so is it weird that I love that? <laughs> no, I mean it's it's kind of weird that I thought about it, but yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. Okay, I, I love it. I mean, and see, the thing, one of the things with Roman Reigns that, that I never really could could uh, could get behind was the fact that he's just like always, he's always the big dog. Like, he, he's, I don't know. He tends to act far more heelish than John Cena ever would. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. He has these tendencies and this I, I attitude ju- about him that 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 you could see that happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just feel like he he's for for the very for a very long time has been very one dimensional, at least for me. Uh, and so this is a, a really cool way to like. Okay, he's been gone for a while. Mm. Let's completely reinvent him. You mm-hmm. know, and bring bringing in his reason for being gone for so long into a storyline. Like I'm all about it. There you I'm go. all about it. I'm going to give you four orcas. Ooh, four orcas. Yes. Mm, big fish. Honestly, I'm really hoping that both of our wishes come true because <laughs> that, man, Raw would be like stacked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'd, you'd be turning both shows in a very good direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Indeed. Um, well, with that being said, guys, that is the close of our show here. We appreciate you for tuning in to yet another episode of Headlock Talk. Be sure to tune in again next week as we'll be doing um, uh, After Dark 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Indeed. I was gonna, I was gonna throw in the <laughs> subtitle if you didn't. So, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, also, make sure to tune into uh, the Tanner and Steven Variety Show as well as the Rogue and Ranger Gamecast this week, which is gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, we got had lot, we had some good fun on that one. We got we had a lot of good conversations about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yes, uh, make sure to tune into those as well. Follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Uh, be sure to uh, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to podcasts, be it iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or anywhere else for that matter. Uh, that being said, um, we are doing a giveaway that I will announce uh, tomorrow's winners uh, on Twitter. Uh, so, yeah, pay attention to uh, your Twitter tomorrow. If you liked and retweet, retweeted our pinned tweet last week, uh, you do have a chance to win uh, our CBD and face mask bundle. Mm-hmm. Two winners this time will be selected. And I'll go ahead and text Steven and let him know who won. Yes. So that way he can prepare the order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, but yes, um, with that being said, uh, make sure to uh, use promo code HLT10 at checkout when you visit naturallyhemps.com. Uh, that's where you need to go to for all of your CBD needs because they are a premier CBD uh, company. Dispenser? Supplier. Supplier. Good good word there. Supplier. Yeah. Um, they've got everything from tinctures uh, to sublinguals, gummies, lotions, balms. You name it, they got it. Uh, so use promo code HLT10 at checkout for all of your purchases there. That offer never expires. Never. Never. Mm-hmm. You can also use promo code HLT10 at checkout for naturallypuresanitizer.com for all of your hand sanitizer needs. That stuff is super important right now, you guys. So whether you want to keep uh, just a, a little bottle in your pocket, in your purse, in the car, wherever you go, you've got to have some hand sanitizer with you nowadays. Uh, so make sure to use promo code HLT10 to get a nice 10% off discount for all of your hand sanitizer needs, too. Um, in addition to that, if you're a vapor and in need of e-liquid, you can visit AmericanVaporCompany.com for all of your uh, all of your vaping needs. Uh, be it uh, if your favorite flavors are menthol, if you like fruit flavors, if you like candy flavors, cereal flavors, tobacco flavors, you name it, they got it. And you can use promo code HLT10 there as well for 10% off on your vaping purchases. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, Steven, am I missing anything here? I think that's everything, man. I think that's everything. All right. Well, it's a good, good show. Good deal. Good show. Good good wishes. Mm-hmm. Good fishes. Good hot takes. Good hot takes. Thank you to everyone who uh, who wrote in for that segment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm, of course, the Texas gentleman, you guys. I hope you enjoyed SummerSlam weekend as much as we did. Um, and uh, I'm joined, of course, as always, by my good friend, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. Thank you for listening. Y'all have yourselves a great rest of the evening. Later, y'all. Bye-bye. For the one standing guard. For the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry.
committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, which glasses look better on me? Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D virtual try-on. Pretty cool, right? Hmm. Uh, I don't know about the purple cat eyes. I think they're fun. What about these tortoiseshell glasses or these rimless sunglasses? Oh, what about these clear frames? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep. They also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at $6.95.